Yo, what is going on everybody and welcome to episode number two of Bases and Brews with Ben and Brandon. How is everybody doing? Uh, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I, I just popped that beer, so I'm good. I mean, that's always a good part of the day. Also, Check. it looks like my video is frozen. Is your video frozen? Oh my god, dude. Is your video frozen? On uh, that's on me. No, no, no. That's oh, on no, that's on side. Discord. Yeah. Give me one second. Here. It's okay. If you can see, check this IPA I got today. Let's see if I can get the camera to focus on it. There we go. Oh, focus. Club Mango? It's a mango yeah. IPA. I don't know. The That's can, a cool ass can. The can just, I saw the can. Oh, now you, now yeah. it won't focus back on you. It will. I've got to adjust something. Why is my camera doing There it goes. Um, there it goes. Yeah. So I don't it's, know. it's like a fruity IPA. That's what I'm assuming. I've never tried it before. Okay. So I got this, I got a four pack of this, and then I got a four pack of a cherry shortcake sour. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that, but it sounded interesting, so I figured to give it a shot. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of sour beers, but Ooh. I'm all about IPAs. So. I love the color. Color yeah, on this good... is fantastic. Um, I am it drinking smells good. A, an American ale. It's from Revolver Brewing Company. It's a Texas, obviously, because Revolve, obviously. What else is it going to be? Uh, <laughs> but it's called Blood and Honey. It's like a honey-flavored ale. Oh, it's okay. pretty good. It's It's got, like, some other spices in it, too, that make it... It almost tastes like a, uh, like a Christmas ale. It's not bad. That's really good. So this is from uh, Wild Fields Brew House. Uh, it's in Atascadero, California. So not immediately locally, but I got this at our, one of our local tap houses. I kind of dig it. It's got a little bit of a sweet taste to it, but it's not over overpowering with the mango, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's good. I, I like beers that have a little fruit in them, but not when that's like the main flavor i usually don't but this one's pretty good this one's actually pretty good i dig it uh um, but yeah so let's get into it so opening news for this week we're two weeks from opening day well not quite two weeks what is it like no. 12 no, days is it exactly two weeks two weeks from today is opening Oof, day let's go i thought i thought we were like 12 days out, I, 10 days out. I got an update on my phone through Bleacher Report that today yes. is two weeks from opening day. We start it's in April, two weeks. April 2nd. Good also, shit. Unreal, not, not news because this has been, I mean, the schedule obviously came out a while ago, but um, did you know every team plays on opening day to this year? Do they really? Usually, yeah, usually they have that like, the first day where like there's three or four games and then everyone else plays the next day this year they're having everyone play the first opening day and then like half the teams are off the next day and then the other half are off the following day i actually kind of like that 
Yeah, I do too. I, I actually, I, I actually like that. You know what's what was even worse is when they had opening day in Japan, and the game was at like three in the morning. And it was oh like, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing? They've been doing a ton of not just baseball, kind of sports in general. Have been doing a lot of international games where two oh, teams I'm... from here are playing over there, and I kind of like it. I'm all for international games. It's just dumb as shit to do it on opening day. Okay, fair, like, fair. Opening day is like, that's our thing. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That, that's fair, that's fair. Um, but yeah. But I'm no, excited. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting amped for this season. Although, my Giants aren't looking so good. Leading the minor, mm. leading spring training in airs. The pitching has been a little sus. Yeah. I watched uh, an Indians game yesterday, and they had a, one of the guys we got in the Lindor deal. Uh, we got two shortstops who are both like just about to make the majors. Oh yeah, and it looks like one is probably going to be our opening day shortstop, but the other one, they're like, well. He's doing great, so we're going to try you out in center field. <clears throat> they put him in center field. He had three drop balls in the first game. He oh, played out there, and it's is... like, oh, my God. Uh, and that was with your guys' ace, your Cy Young winner from last year on the mound, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, Apparently, after really the good. game, he went up to him and was like, don't worry about it. You're learning a new position. Like, shit yeah, happens. Spring training. The dude's not going to be on the major league <laughs> roster. Like, I, it doesn't really matter. Like I, I can appreciate that though. The pitcher just going yeah. like, don't even, don't even worry Dude, about it. You're good. Shane, no joke is like, seems like one of the coolest guys ever. Like he's so chill. Like I haven't seen any interviews of, with him yet. He's if you've ever seen an interview with um, Corey Kluber. Yes, like, many. Very, very similar. Where he's just soft spoken, doesn't say a lot, just very chill. Oh, okay. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. I mean, that's how I am, so I'm all about it. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was cool for opening day. Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Uh I think one of the cooler things is when you have all the teams play on an opening yeah. day for any oh, sport, definitely. whatever it is. Like everybody should be on display. Yeah. I totally agree. I the opening day has always been annoying to me, so I'm glad they're kind of going with this style. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, they stick with it. So, in big news this week for baseball, LeBron James is now a official team owner. Well, partial kind yeah. of team owner. How do you feel about that? Um. It's fine. I mean, Patrick Mahomes did it with the Royals. I don't really have any issue with this. I mean, I'm not a big LeBron fan anymore, but like, it's fine. We, he can do what he wants. He's got we, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I wonder what prompted him to try and get in with the Red Sox specifically. Yeah. That's the part that um, has me most confused about this. Because if you wanted to get into an owner's group, I bet you we probably could have had more pull in other 
with other organizations, that's a very I mean, big marquee yeah. organization. Part of it, I'm sure, is you know you have to find an organization that's looking to add investors. So like I'm sure options are limited. That's but, very true. Um, it I don't know. It it makes sense, I guess, but we'll see what happens with it. I like, I honestly don't think it's going to change anything. No, no. I every everyone's been saying that in Cleveland, just and I'm sure every other small market is like just bring in a couple more investors, and it's like yeah, but that's not that doesn't really add anything. <laughs> Like to the I mean, team. Like it, it's not it, like they're gonna spend more. You've got a little bit more bankroll potentially, but the team itself, the management, the like, the GM, they all have to make right. the moves. And if they're not right. willing to make the moves, having the extra money doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really. I don't know. I'm sure it'll literally be nothing. It is weird that like he is a self-proclaimed Yankees fan, and he's from Cleveland, and like. When the Indians went to the World Series in 2016, like he was at every game, like going nuts. Like there's videos of him like chugging <laughs> beers in the suites and like. I didn't know. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really when, surprise me, but I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen those. I'm gonna have to look those up. And in, in Game Seven, when uh, Rajay Davis hit the home run in the ninth, eighth, when he hit the home run in the eighth, like there's video of LeBron going. Fucking crazy. <laughs> losing his shit. <laughs> and uh, it was, so at the same time, the Cavs were playing. Like the, the NBA season had started. Mm -hmm. Like if it was a normal year, like the NBA season would be in or no, not I'm sorry, not started. Wait. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was after oh yeah. 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 It was the year the Cavs won the world or the won the NBA championship. So like they were coming over to support, but they would like finish their games. And the way Cleveland's laid out is the uh, Cavs arena and the Indian stadium are literally right next door. Okay. So okay. Like, so it's kind of like the, the Warriors whole... and the Oakland A's used to be. Yeah. Well, um, so like the whole Cavs team would come over after they finished their games and go up into a suite and they'd have the whole Cavs team would be up in the suite, like cheering the Indians on. It was super cool. That's actually kind of rad. It's uh, cool to see the the support across yeah. the different sports. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that, so going back to the LeBron being a part owner, like, he is clearly a baseball fan. Like, he's, it, it's weird that he went Red Sox, but, I just, like, yeah. he does, he does love baseball. Well, if I'm not mistaken, his small minority ownership in the Red Sox makes him the first African-American partial owner in that ownership group like ever oh, in, in the history ownership. in that ownership group yeah uh, that makes sense i mean boston not exactly the most diverse <clears throat> um, <laughs> so that's i mean that's kind of cool he's always i i don't know why but whatever lebron james does is always something new something someone's he's, not really I mean, done before yeah. he's really good at finding those things as much as i don't like lebron for personal cleveland reasons like the dude is he, I mean I mean come on like, he brought you a championship he did and then he left again <laughs> no, I mean uh, like he does a ton for the Cleveland community still I mean he opened like three schools in Cleveland and he gives out like 
like a hundred scholarships a year to colleges and stuff like yeah i mean how can you hate on that yeah like that kind of stuff i i like him for but okay basketball decisions (laughs) you're just salty it's okay the only reason you guys have a championship is because of nut kick gate you don't I mean, Draymond Green was a moron. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say that. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it is Draymond Green's fault because yeah. he's an idiot. You're, you're, I'm, I'm not even... I'm a Warriors homer, but even I can't, can't disagree yeah. with that. He, it was stupid. He got warned yeah. the game before, just stop. Yeah. Okay, but, but to bring it back to baseball, um, one of the cool things that happened... I don't think it was this week. I actually think it... Maybe it was this weekend. Was, I think it was, no, I think it was last week. I think it was the day after we recorded. Maybe. So like Saturday. Um, but we had the longest official recorded at bat in MLB history. Kind of sucks it was in spring training where it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't actually count as the record. Because the record's 21 in the regular season, yeah. right? Yeah. So it is the longest at bat ever in the history of baseball. But... It doesn't count on the record books. Which I think sucks. sucks. Uh, Did you see the video of it? Because, like, the players for the Mets were going insane. Well, okay, I didn't watch the, like, full at bat. I actually am going to still go back and watch it. Like, the live broadcast of the full at bat. Um, I watched uh, John Boy Media's uh, replay of it because he cuts up the in-between time. I just wanted to see the at bat. I love his videos. I yeah, he's like, he's fantastic. <laughs> he breaks it down real funny. Um, yeah. But it was a 22-pitch at-bat, which is absolutely insane. Just to think about that, that's insane. Yeah. That's well, the... Did you like, see... A so I, of their okay. pitches. So it was Luis Guillaume. I couldn't say his name, so I was hoping you were going to try. <laughs> <laughs> against uh, batting, against Hicks pitching from St. Louis. And so... Guillaume, I was looking it up because I was curious. I had never heard his name. Apparently, he's like their utility guy. Okay. Utility infielder. Like, he he gets like 70, 80 at-bats a season the last few years. Um, And then Jordan Hicks was like a young, promising prospect. And then he had Tommy Johns, and he missed the last like two years. Yeah, he was a big name a couple years ago. Yeah, so this was literally his first pitching appearance in two years and he had a 25 pitch limit yeah it was one <laughs> better he only, only pitched to the one guy yeah and had to go get pulled i was well, like i mean you also got to think in like the grand scheme of things even baseball during regular season 22 pitches is literally about the, a quarter if not more these days yeah than what a starting pitcher is even usually allotted yeah, did you figure like anywhere yeah, 80 to 100? Yeah, yeah, it depends so, on the team, obviously. Yeah, the team and the person. Some people have more sway to be able to stay in a right. little bit longer, but right. that's like a quarter of a uh, even during the regular season, a pitcher's outing. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah, to be clear, again, that wasn't one inning, that was one. Bat. That was, yeah, that's one at bat. Um, that but, to me yeah, was mind blowing. But we were last week, we talked about the shifts and how hitters needed to just get better, honestly. Yeah. Like, for, the other 
for lack of sugarcoating it, and then you see a 22 at bat, 22 pitch at bat, that to me screams fighting, screams a decent hitter, or at least potential for a decent hitter, because he's able to, even when it's not his pitch, he can get himself another pitch. That's what a good hitter does. Like just throw the heat there. There was like three of those foul balls he had that were literally him just throwing the bat head out there and just getting lucky that it went foul. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to watch. Like just from both sides, like to throw 22 pitches and not throw four balls is impressive. (laughs) You're not wrong. I mean, he did eventually walk him. So he did. I mean, Okay, hit it but, eventually, but I mean, after 22 I mean, pitches, I probably would have just thrown over his head and been like, take your pass. Actually, I probably would have done that after 10. 18 strikes to four balls is, if, if you keep that ratio up for a game, that's incredible. Yeah, right? Oh, that is insane. But, but no, I but thought yeah. that was crazy when I watched it back. I was, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then the last news thing we have is going to lead us into one of our topics is that the Rangers announced they're going to do 100% capacity for the season, which seems dumb as hell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently they're doing it. So it sounds like a lot of teams are going to be having uh people at the games this year, which I'm a fan of. Um, I don't know how I feel about full capacity, though. So I linked you an article that has the list of every stadium and what they're... That's what I'm looking at right now. So the most of the California teams are basically not... Well, it's California. uh, So being in California, though, and listening to a lot of local radio there most likely will be in stands people at the baseball games this year. It sounds like yeah, it's, it's going to open. be very limited though. I think I was so, the last numbers I was hearing was like 20%. So the, the giants are the only one in California that as of right now can have fans. Okay. Maybe that's why. Cause that's where the um, radio station I listen to primarily focus so on the Bay area. Yeah. Giants right now are at 20%, which is about 8,000, but all the other teams. So, okay. So the way California is without going too much into COVID right now is maybe you can speak on this more, but like each County is labeled as like a color. Yes. Like yeah. Red, orange, whatever. So, all of the counties where the other stadiums are are in whatever the highest orange. Uh, so red, the it's San Diego, yeah, you're right. It is red, I believe, and I think I know. Is it? I can't remember what the tiers are, but California has been slowly declining on those charts, which is a good thing. It's promising for potential fans and. In the seats, uh, looks like San Diego's still undetermined. Uh, so, yeah. If they go back, it'll be about twenty-five percent, which is about ten thousand fans. Um, As of the writing of this article, which was uh, like a week ago, I think. So, LA, both LA teams, Oakland, 
in San Diego were all in the red, which means that, um, oh, this is actually updated. No, yeah, I have one that I'm looking at that was okay. uh, from literally yesterday, and yeah, yeah. So th they updated this because <clears throat> as of when I read this, there might be one above red, and they all got dropped down, or they changed the stance on it. Because when I read this, the the uh, those four teams were only allowed a hundred fans in the stands, which I mean, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point at that point? And none of them were allowed to do concessions and stuff. But you have different. Now, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Now all those teams are at twenty percent. It says so. Yeah. I don't know if they made an allowance for them or if the whatever the color was like i said green. literally day by day i feel like we're going slowly down especially now that the vaccine's getting more yeah. widely spread uh i so to get back to our original kind of thing was was should they really let full capacity i i think I, the rangers allowing full capacity is is crazy i think that's I think nuts maybe by end of year once <sighs> more widely spread. But that would but, basically be next season. Yeah. Because by the end of the year, I mean, they... I mean, oh, I'm at the end of the season. Oh, end of the season. Okay, I was going to say by the end of the year, right, yeah. you're looking at baseball being over at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I meant, yeah, end of the, end of the season, because um, there's, there's a third vaccine out now, and, like, I know... People are getting vaccinated, so I don't know. Maybe if you can prove you you've been vaccinated or something, I don't know how they do it. But I mean, you do get a card when you get your vaccination. I just actually yeah, got my second one today. You can ask for that. That's like, true. Like legally, if that's like some records, yeah. I mean, so, I would I say know. maybe normally not, but with the with the given circumstances that might be a caveat like you can I come mean, but you have to be able to prove that you've been vaccinated right yeah i don't know how they do it but although can you imagine checking cards like that for oh, yeah. ten thousand people even eight thousand yeah. people oh as much but, as i want to get back to games i and i i'm okay with the smaller capacity because you can space people out in these yeah. group in these stadiums but full capacity, I think, is nuts. I think that's yeah, so stupid. I, I just can't envision. I can't. I can't see it. Not at least not to start the year. But um, yeah, the consensus seemed to be like twenty to thirty percent for almost everybody, um, besides Texas. Which I'm not exactly against. Like I'm okay with a small percentage. Yeah. And it's actually, it's not even just Texas. It's just the Rangers. Like, Houston is, uh, like, 20 or something. See, that's crazy. 25? I mean, they must be really hurting for the money. I guess yeah. it is the Rangers. Uh, well, I mean, also, the Rangers can be like, yeah, full capacity, and it's like 10,000 fans show up. So. <laughs> <laughs> easy, I mean, easy, easy. It's not the Marlins. Okay. The Marlins can be the best team in baseball and have 10,000 fans show up. The Rangers have great fans. They just are an awful team. <laughs> right now, I mean, they were great five, ten years ago. The Rangers were really good when they had, I guess it was probably 10. 
And they had Hamilton and... That wasn't 10 uh, years ago, was it? Josh Hamilton and... Fuck, I'm getting old if that was 10 uh, years ago. I don't feel like it was I that long ago. I'll look it up, but... um, Yeah, I mean, back then they were the best team in the West most years. Oh, yeah. When Hamilton did the, the home run competition and everything. Yeah. Those were those were fun times. So I've always low-key been a uh a rangers fan and i don't know why but i've always kind of low-key been a rangers fan um i've never had anything against the rangers i just i don't know so yeah he josh hamilton last played for texas in 2015 but he wasn't the last year he was good was like 2012 so yeah 9 10 seasons ago wow that honestly there's not a lot of things that make me feel old but that <laughs> literally doesn't feel like longer than a couple i know it wasn't just a couple years ago but it feels like it was only a couple years ago that i was watching him in the home run derby and all that stuff and yeah but then again you think a couple years ago the astros were cheating their way to a World Series, so I mean, I guess it is that long ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with that situation specifically. But again, I besides maybe opening day, I can't envision that the Rangers are going to be pulling a ton of fans anyway. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm also curious to see with the other teams um, if their numbers go up as the COVID numbers go down or if they kind of stay the same for the year. It'll be... Well, and I'm curious to see what the numbers look like in those specific areas. You're talking about, like, if the COVID numbers go up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the numbers in the stadiums. Oh yeah, okay. Like, I, I, yeah, imag- I imagine yeah. they will. Um as long as there's not like a direct correlation that can be made uh yeah. I mean with those and you know yeah. spreading the virus anymore. A lot of NFL teams allowed fans and there was no like big boom in the cities or anything. Which might be a good thing. That could be why they're saying that there's a possibility for the twenty percent to start. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I personally would be very hesitant to go to a game. Honestly, I was just about to ask: Are you planning on maybe going to a game or two? I know you don't live where your team now currently plays, but baseball is well, baseball. If you're a fan, I mean, yeah. For me to get to a stadium is two and a half to three hours. So I I would definitely go. Uh, I I don't know if I've talked with you about this. I definitely haven't on the podcast, but like my bucket list is to go to every baseball stadium in the country. Or in, yeah, literally, I, that's one of my bucket list things to do as well. I've, I've hit, been to a few. I mean, we can talk about this on a different episode, which stadiums we've been to and which we like, but um. Yeah, I mean, I've hit about 15, 10 to 15 so far. 
I've only hit about five. I mean, I got lucky because, like, I lived in Ohio, so there's a bunch in the Midwest, and then I lived in New York where I could, like, hit New York and Boston and Washington. Like, all those are up in that corner there. Yeah. Um, we definitely we definitely should talk about that on another episode because I, I, the stadiums I've been to are cool, but there are definitely some reasons I want to go check out some of... Uh, the ones I haven't been to yet. Yeah. That's what we'll have to do in the future. When everything gets settled, we'll have to do a IRL live stream where we both go to the same stadium and just fucking oh, yeah. go ham. <laughs> Meet up somewhere. I mean, you're in Texas now, which means you're a lot closer to me than you were before. Yeah. I mean, still not close to Northern California, but yes, we could find somewhere in the middle. Well, I'm like, I'm like central California. But still, okay, yes. I guess. But yeah. <laughs> if you, uh, I mean, even if I were to go to Arizona, that's like a 10-hour drive. It's okay. It's like a 10-hour drive for me, too. 12 hours. All right. So Arizona is. We're meeting at the Diamondback Stadium. Fun story about the Diamondback series. I'm going to just go, I'll gloss over it real quick because I'll save it for when we actually go over the stadiums we've been to. But that stadium was awesome when it was first built. I was there their inaugural year in 2004. Dope stadium. I, uh, but I'll I save the full story for stadium, that. But yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, we'll go over stadiums later. Uh, um, this year, they're going to have a 162, a full actual season. How do you feel about is. that? I mean, I'm the more baseball, the better. <laughs> so... I'm with you to an extent. I think the more baseball, the better, but I think it's actually a really bad idea. And okay. go ahead. Before you continue, are you a fan of 162 games normally with no COVID or anything? With no COVID, yes, 100%. I think okay. 162 right. is fine. Um, I think the problem with going to a 100 and a full season, we'll just I'll just say a full season this year is. They only played, was it like 65 games last year? 60. Was it, was it just 60 even? Yeah. Um, so you're tripling, almost tripling their workload. And yes, that's what they do on a normal day-to-day -day basis. But you're, this is essentially a year and a half later. And now they're having to gear up for a full season. And it's not easy to keep yourself in shape and keep yourself like... Uh, keep the bumps and bruises off as much as you would normally because your body gets used to every day doing something and then you get shut down basically and then you have to ramp it up for 60 games but you still don't get your body like that full workout I guess you would say mm -hmm. and then now you've got to basically just snap back into it and you're into a full season again I think a lot of people are going to get hurt this year that probably wouldn't had there been a normal full season this last year. Does that make sense? Yeah. I um I don't necessarily disagree. I will say uh that I, I don't know. Baseball's so weird because like it is so it's not like football where they, you know you're gonna have contact injuries. It's nine probably 95 if not more it was like muscle injuries tears and 
sprains and stuff. It's true. So, <clears throat> like, if you can get in shape and stretch, I, like, I don't know. It's so hard to just be limber forehead. Right. <laughs> I, well, I think I, the big I impact. Go ahead. I, I get what you're saying. I just. I feel like injuries have been on the rise anyway. <laughs> so like it's hard to if it does happen, it'll be hard to be like, yeah, it's because of this, but I don't know. I think it's gonna they be particularly hard on the pitchers. Yeah. Not so much maybe your everyday second baseman or your everyday left fielder, but I think the pitchers are really gonna feel it this year. Um and I think your catchers are really gonna feel it this year. I mean, counter argument just to play devil's advocate is those guys had way less wear and tear on their bodies last year. So they had a lot more rest and time to recover from, you know, minor injuries. As I mean, a, as I, a Giants fan whose catcher sat out the short season, I'm hoping that's true. But as a realist, <laughs> who understands that the less you play baseball, the harder the game becomes. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of like I could go either way and I could understand it. I just, I'm worried that there's going to be a lot more people hurt this year. I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. Um, it, but I that's kind of my concern. Yeah. It depends on the player and how dedicated they are. Cause like you, baseball is a sport that you can, stay ready for by yourself like you can throw you can you know hit in a cage you can do all that kind of stuff by yourself as opposed to you know other sports where it's just you just can't do it it's I not mean, possible that's that's a very 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 fair point so it, it is kind of on the player if they're coming in out of shape and not ready I, they had a full off season still and I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if there is more, you know, pitchers who get hurt, you know, tear something or Tommy John's or I, that's what I'm worried about. And my team doesn't have very stellar pitching <laughs> to begin with. And I'm hoping that they don't get burnt out, you know, halfway yeah. through the season. That's kind of just yeah. my only real concern. Yeah, I I get it. I just I personally don't think that'll be the case but i could also see where if it does happen it wouldn't surprise me too much do you think people are going <clears> to <throat> blame the fact they had a short season rolling into a full season as the reason or you think it's just going to be you know hey it just happens i think it depends how big of a jump in injuries there is like if there's a big percentage jump then maybe especially if it's in pitchers but um, I feel like if it's close, people will be like, it's just a normal year. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the sad part is we don't know. We won't be able to tell that until the end of the year. Because as far as I know, they don't do injury uh, like surveillance. I guess you would like collecting all the data for how many injuries happened until after the season is fully over. Then yeah. all the, and then the MLB goes back and goes, okay, how many people got hurt? What can we do to remedy X, Y, and Z? If there is there something we can do to, you know, help that? 
Yeah. Um, so you don't I, um, actually get the numbers until we won't get those until October or November. Yeah, it would be very difficult. I was going to say I could try to keep track, but that there's <laughs> I just don't have that kind of time. If you have the time to track all the injuries yeah. in if the MLB, listening has the time, but uh, just send us some stuff. Yeah, just just like every couple weeks, send us the the updated stats for who's who's been hurt and who hasn't. You don't gotta give us names; just give us the numbers because we don't care right. if they're hurt. They're not playing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm for 162 games, but. I definitely understand your reasoning, but I'm hopefully optimistic. Yeah. It's hard for me to ever say I want less baseball. So yeah, no, I'm glad they're going to do a full season just from the baseball fan in me. I'm just worried that people are going to get hurt. Um, Yeah. Other than that, like if everyone can stay healthy and the numbers aren't different, good shit. Let's get a full season in because that short season last year just didn't, I don't know about uh, you. It did I, not feel I, like a season. It it felt like a a long um, World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good analogy. That's a good comparison. Yeah, it's a good one. What? Speaking of which, just not related to anything. Uh, when's the next World Baseball Classic? Uh, baseball. It happens every two years, right? Or is it every four? I think it's every two. Uh, I'm not a huge I World Baseball Classic like, fan, to be honest. I don't like it in the sense that it usually delays the season and a lot of players don't participate. But it is fun to watch sometimes. Uh, I think there's one this year. Actually, yeah, it started on March 9th. Apparently nobody went. Oh, it- no. It was oh. canceled in May 2020. Oh, did it? Wow. Unlikely to be played until 2023. So they're just going to skip this one. But you're right. Yeah, it's every, it's two, every years. two years. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was every two years. Um, But anyway. Uh, so, yeah. I guess moving on. So now to the, the meat of yeah. the episode. The over-unders. How stupid are we going to look at the end of the season? Yeah. Looking so back we're at writing this. this down to come back at the end of the year and see where we're at. We also we're, we'll look at our record predi- or our uh, predictions for each division from last week too. Real quick, anybody who might be in here that's new that hasn't that wasn't able to either watch last week, they aren't up yet. But uh, Sunday afternoon, by I would say five or six. Both episode one and two will be up on our YouTube channel so that you can go ahead and check those guys out. Check out the first one if you didn't get a chance to. Yeah, good good call. Um, I It would be on our VODs here on Twitch, but I made a boo-boo and didn't check the record and save button. So I have the recording and I'm going to be uploading both of these together this weekend. So Sunday afternoon, the first episode will be there if you want to go back and see what our initial predictions for each division were for this next season. All All right. right. Good Good call on that. Um, All right. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to go from 
the worst teams to the best teams. Um, now, we're going to write... So this is over-under. For anybody who doesn't know how sports betting works for over-under, they basically give you a record with a half game. Um, so, for example, the first one, the Pirates are 58 and a half. So you have to guess if they get more or less than 58 and a half wins. Just for anybody who doesn't know how over-unders work. So we're going to go through and we're each going to pick each team's over-under. And we'll see, see how we do uh, by the end of the year. Um, all right, I have so, the direct link to our YouTube. I don't have it saved. I was just trying to find it, and no, I I can get it really quick. Um, I'll get it tomorrow. But, uh, all right, so this what? should be fun. Yeah. So, so we're gonna start from the predicted worst to predicted best. Correct. So um. All right, so yeah, we're going to start with what is predicted to be the worst team in baseball, and by a significant margin, the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is 58 and a half. That hurts. Which means they would lose 101 and a half. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Okay. I am actually going to go under. Ooh, Really? I think they're going to lose over 100 games. Mm, so, like, I, I'm thinking, like, 55 and 105. That's, that's brutal. They're bad. Um, so, I'm going to go with you and go under only because I feel like there is always a t at least one team that has to lose 100 games. Yeah, and of all the teams this year, I I don't see any other team losing over a hundred games. So I'm yeah. gonna go under with you, even though it would not surprise me if they get like 65 wins. I don't think there's any way they break 60. <laughs> you don't think so? I I wouldn't surprise I me if they bad. get to like 62 to 65. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> um, but I'm but just um, to be safe, I'm gonna go under. Okay. All right. So the next one is the Colorado Rockies at sixty-three and a half games. So they would be a hundred or ninety, ninety-six and a half, and sixty-three. And a half. I'm. I'm gonna say over okay i'm gonna go over i don't think they're a particularly good team especially because we see them a lot uh being a giants fan um i don't but i don't think they're th that bad okay i am actually gonna go under here and the only reason for that is because they play in a division with the dodgers and the padres yeah but not all <laughs> and the games are gonna... played against though I know, but that's already... I wouldn't be surprised if both those teams sweep the Rockies, which is 35 losses already. 
when you put it that way no i'm sticking with my over i'm sticking with my over we're gonna stay there uh, the, to your point though they also play the giants and the diamondbacks who are both not as good so we're not going to talk about will. the giants right now they're we're, kind of hurting me we're gonna get to them pretty quick here so oh yes <laughs> i'm gonna have a, the okay hold on I'm going to have to get another beer real quick. Go ahead and do your for yeah. the Orioles, yeah. and I'll be right back. So uh, so the next one is the Baltimore Orioles at 64 and a half, so one game better than the Rockies. Um, I'm, I'm going to go under on them, too. I'm going to be a pessimist here. Um, the, they have, they have the, the Blue Jays, the uh, Yankees, and the uh, Rays, who are all really good, and they're really bad. So I just, I can't see them winning a lot of games. And their fourth team in their division is uh, Boston, who probably got better than last year. So I just, they're going to get beat. They're, they're going to be beat up so badly in their division. Okay, this one's going to be a fun one. So the Orioles have, in my opinion, one of the coolest old-school uniforms. So just because, of, just because of that, I think they're going to be better than 64 and a half games. I'm going to go over. Okay. Just because of, just because of that. I, I've got to have one random pick for, the, for all of these, and I think that I'm going to use my random pick on this one. I think I'm just going to go over, yeah. and we'll see where it goes. Just because they have cool uniforms, and you know... That's how everyone picks their team. Of course. That's, that's the only way. Um, <clears throat> all right. So next uh, we have the Texas Rangers at 67 and a half. I think 67 and a half. It's still them losing like 90 games. <sighs> yeah. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go under. Okay. I think that's where I want to be. I think their division is going to be a little underrated with the A's, the Angels, and the Astros. Um, I think they're going to be a little better than, than they're uh, projected to be. I don't think they're going to be like way better, but I think they're going to be a yeah. little better than they're projected at. So I would say that it wouldn't surprise me if they the Rangers get kind of beat up and end up under that mark. Um, and yeah, I'm going to have to go. I've gone under everyone so far, but I have to go under for the Rangers too. I I just don't see it. Uh, like you said, even the the Mariners aren't a bad team. No, and well, I and I think they're gonna play. I think a lot of the teams in that division and a lot of the AL teams are gonna have to face are gonna be a little. Ah, I think the AL's looking really good. Other than one division in the National League, I think the AL is looking a lot better than the National League overall. Yeah, I like you and me both think whoever wins the NL West is gonna win everything. Yes. But outside of that, I just, the AL is more balanced. 
I would agree with that. I would 100% agree with that. But um, There's more okay. parry, so, as they would say. Right. So uh, next is the Detroit Tigers at 69 and a half. Can I just say they're going to win 69 so I could say giggity? I mean, that would be under, so yeah. <laughs> you can say that. I mean, I guess, okay, I guess that's true. Uh, uh, I don't know. This one's a tough one. Because the division they're in is, I think, going to be a runaway by the White Sox. I think they're going to win that division. I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, I disagree with you there, but... Really? I don't... I don't I, the Twins it, are really good. The Twins and White Sox are both very young and very good. I, I think the White Sox are going to have a plus 10 win margin I, over over the, the second division. place in that division you, you think they're gonna win the division by 10 plus i think so hot i take, wouldn't be surprised if take. it's gonna be a two game i wouldn't be surprised if it's down to the last weekend of the season mm, i mean the twins i think are gonna be good but i think about three quarters of the way through the, not at the end of the season i think about maybe two-thirds to three-quarters of the way, they're going to slowly kind of fall apart. And then I think they're going to pick it back up towards the end, but I think it'll be too little too late. Okay. All right. So what's your pick for the so, Tigers? <laughs> I know the Tigers. Uh, we're going to go under. I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think the Royals got better. The Chicago White Sox got better. The Twins are still good. The Indians got worse, but they're still better than the Tigers. So I just think they're going to get beat up. The Tigers last year, just to throw this out there, just as an Indians fan to kind of brag, the last year the Tigers beat the Indians once, one game out of however many they played. And it's the first game the Tigers have beaten the Indians in, it, it was like two seasons ago that's only two years that's not that bad okay they won one game in three seasons against the indians is what i'm saying it's still not that and bad they, I've, I've seen much worse that's like 35 and one against the team All right. Wait, when a team has your number the team has your number the padres used to do that to the giants all the time even when the padres yeah. weren't good they kicked the fuck out of the Giants. And I don't know why or how, but it happened. I'll let okay. you go first for the Marlins. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so for Marlins, they are sitting at, excuse me, 70 and a half. I am going way over. I wouldn't be surprised if the Marlins hit 80 to 85. Uh, honestly, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm, I definitely take that I, over. I think the Marlins are probably, it, just because I made this list and I already got to look at all these, I think the Marlins are probably my most underrated team on this entire list. Is that kind of your sleeper pick this year for being better than people yeah. think? Yeah, I kind of mentioned it last week. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to like win their division or anything like that but like 
people are picking them to be one of the worst teams in baseball. And I'm like, they went to the playoffs last year. Like, okay. I don't see, I, I definitely don't see them as the worst team in baseball. No, but like 70 and a half is bad. Yeah. Like that's really bad. 90 and 70. Like that's terrible. Or 70 and 90 rather. Yeah. Give or take. That's really bad. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, no, cause it's 162 know. games. I was like thinking 160. I said <laughs> I I did that for like you did that for everyone so far, that. but I I did I wasn't gonna. <laughs> oh, what the hell? It's All close. Right. It's close enough, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> moving moving on. Uh, I'm Seattle I'm with Mariners. you with oh, that. Yeah, one. sorry. Yeah, on the Marlins, I'm with you. I'd take the over. I don't know how many they're gonna win over that. Like I I, I don't have like a a number in my head, yeah. but I just don't think they're gonna be that bad. I, I honestly think they'll be a low 80s. I think they'll be around 500, which, yeah, much better than... Which would be 81 and 81. And yeah, that's literally yeah. almost a dozen games better than what they're having. Yeah. Um, okay, Seattle Mariners are sitting at 72 and a half right now. What are you, what are you thinking? The Mariners, see, I don't really know. Who, honestly, I don't really know everybody the Mariners have right now. I'm trying to think. They still have Cano, right? I mean, we did have them set as our, our second to worst in that division. Yeah. Oh, they're um, not going to be good. I went under on the Rangers because they're in that division, but I, I'm going to say under. I'm going to go under. Okay. You know why? And I, I think they're going to hit the 72 mark, which is why I'm picking the under. I think it's going to be under by that much. I don't, I think it's going to be very close. Okay. So you think the prediction's like right on? Basically? Yeah, I, I think they're right on the money here with, with the over under. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think under, and yeah, I think they're going to be right around 70. Like maybe right over it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, just to throw it out there, um, they don't have, they have Kyle Seeger. And that's literally the only name, Mitch Hanniger. Those are literally the only two names on their entire starting good roster or project, projected depth chart. James Paxton at pitcher. They're the only names that I know on their entire team. So, yeah, under. <laughs> um, I, I, like I said, I think the the betting line here is right on the money. I, I yeah. honestly think they're going to be right at that, like, 70, 72, 74. It could, like, if they go over, I don't think it's going to be by a lot. I think it's going to be by one or two games. Hmm. Um. All right, Kansas City Royals, 73 and a half. So one game better than the... I'm going to take the over there. I agree. Um, I, they're actually... I, I know we talked like last episode about how we don't put a ton of stock into spring training, but in spring training, so far, they're looking pretty good. Um, they're not... I, I honestly think they're in the lead in the Cactus division. So yeah. quick. Um, 
Yeah, it looks like they're actually leading the Cactus Division right now, which I know, like we said, spring training doesn't mean a ton, but I, for 73 and a half, I think that's definitely going to be an over. Yeah, they got some really good pieces, and they have, they've been kind of rebuilding for a few years, so they got some young players coming up this year, and they added a few solid veterans. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they're around 500 um all right arizona diamondbacks 75 and a half now we've hit the nl west fuck the diamondbacks (laughs) under yeah actually Uh, hold on hold on (laughs) nope no i'm not lucky that is not my (laughs) final answer (laughs) um I, I yeah, yeah I don't want to say this, but I'm probably gonna go over. I think they're gonna be just over 500, which would put them over. Yeah, I I'm kind of torn on that one. I'm leaning toward under. Maybe I'm just a pessimist because I've done a lot. I was going to say, like, all of yours are under. Three quarters of yours are under. (laughs) Everyone's losing all their games this year. Best season of baseball ever. I guess the Giants can win a few. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going to lean under on this one. I I honestly think they're going to be maybe the worst the second worst team in that division um yeah i'm gonna go under but i i think this is another one where the betting line's kind of right on point really because you had them as the third in that division last week for the predictions yeah because you got to remember the rockies and the giants are both in that division yeah all right well i'm backtracking on it <laughs> Look at no, Renegade backtracking my, already. I'm backtracking on my predictions. I'm sticking with my under. Okay, okay. So then you're or back. I could just say the Giants are also going to be under and be like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So here, here you go. Fireproof Steam, San Francisco Giants, seventy-five and a half projected to be tied with the Diamondbacks. That's. Can I? Can we just skip this one? No. <laughs> I'll go uh, first if you want. Uh, go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go first. Go. I'm going over. Really? You think so? I. We talked about this last week, and you obviously know more about everybody on the team. But like, I think a lot of the pieces they added are solid. I and they added a lot of pieces. Yeah, a lot of starting pitching. Yeah. Alex Wood might not even be on the roster opening day. I'm just saying. Injured list. Already back spasms. Going to a back (laughs) specialist. But but who on that list was Alex Wood really the guy you were super pumped for? He was the only pitcher that they got that actually I knew. Everybody else is just eh. 
Del, uh, who they got? The Del Scalfini. I can't remember his name. He's pretty good. He's he's gonna be our number three, I think. In That's our rotation, I mean, we I don't know who our number one, number two is gonna officially be between Cueto and um. Oh fuck! I can't even think of it right now. Um, but he's gonna be our number three. One and two, I think, is up for grabs. Three and three, four and five, or four and five are gonna be up for grabs. Um, Aaron Sanchez is solid too if he comes back. So solid. Tommy Lestella is a good second baseman. He's okay defensively. The problem is, is with the ball being deadened and the park that they play in, even with the new dimensions, because they did update oh, that park. Okay. It did they? Wait. What yes. Did they change? Oh, oh. Okay, so we can get into this when we talk about the yeah. stadiums we've yeah. been to, yeah. but they did change the outfield. They brought it in. Uh, there's a small partition in the outfield that got brought in 10 feet. It's not huge, but... So the, is right field all the same? The brick wall right field is all the same, but that, you know, okay. triples alley that's out there yeah. that's 427, that got yeah. brought in. Oh, I hate that. I, you, I love that. Okay, okay, so we can talk about that on the other episode when yeah, we talk about yeah. actual ballparks, but yes. So they have updated the park a little bit. I don't think it really changes like drastically the way the park plays, but being a Giants fan and going to several games a year, typically, me and the wife tend to go to at least, at the very least, two to three games a year. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful for the over but because i want to be a douche i'm going under i think i legitimately with the roster the giants have put together i think they're going to be the worst team in that division i know that's not what i predicted originally you think they're going to be worse than the rockies i think so so the problem with the giants is they have a jack of all trades but master of none everywhere 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 okay but the rockies <laughs> are, i'm telling you the rockies got rid of their best player and didn't add a single mlb player okay maybe that's just me being a little <laughs> facetious but they're gonna be at like, the very bottom I, of that division they're gonna be fighting for last place i'm not saying the giants are gonna be good i'm just saying I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're at like 78, 79. Maybe I'm just a little bitter <laughs> looking at the standings for so far how they've done and what their pitchers are looking like and the fact that they are literally the worst defensive team in baseball right now for spring training, which it's spring yeah. training, but I mean, I don't yeah. think those guys are going to get a whole lot better in two weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, hitting is something that, you know, it takes a couple weeks or a couple months to really get it, find your rhythm. Defense is defense. You're either good at it or you're not. And the Giants are showing right now that they are not a defensive team. And the Giants, what has made the Giants successful has been great pitching, good defense. And they haven't had that in since they what 2015 20 so i would not surprise me if they are at the very very bottom i mean maybe they're not the worst in the division because you're right the rockies are kind of bad but 
they will be, I think, right behind them. Be the second worst team in all of yeah. baseball. I mean, but I think the Giants will be right behind them. So my the pessimist in me is going to say under, but the realist in me is going to say they're probably going to go over. But I'm still going to say under because I'm salty right now. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, we'll move on then. Sorry, uh, I'm. Oh, dude. No, no, no. Oh, I get it. Yeah. The Giants are making me uh, mad right now. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll go to the Chicago Cubs, uh, which are at 78 and a half. So we're still under 500 for all these teams. Um, I, 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 I think they're going to be over this for sure. I don't. I can't imagine they're going to be this slow. I, I think I'm with you on that one. I can't imagine they're that bad. I think they're I mean, going to be over a 500 team. They have the Reds, Brewers, and Pirates in their division. They're going to beat the crap out of. Yeah, that's I, that's probably 50 games right there. I mean, now to be fair, according to Vegas here, the Brewers and the Reds they have both winning more games. So I don't really understand that, but. I don't know. Um, we we kind of briefly mentioned off of the podcast that some of the Vegas predictions kind of got us. We'll get to those a little bit later, yeah. but yeah, I don't really get where some of the Vegas predictions are coming from. Yeah, closer to the top, it's a little weird. And just so everyone knows, after we do this, we're going to compare their predictions to what we predicted last week. So we'll uh, we'll get there, but. Um, so yeah, what are you saying for? Cubs? I'm, I'm going to say over two. I think they're going to be like a an 85 to 90 win team. Yeah, we both predicted they'd finish second in their division. Yeah, so. I, I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be better mm-hmm. than Vegas is predicting. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Boston Red Sox 80 and a half. So we're getting close to being 500. Teams. I'm I'm going to say. Hold on, before I say something stupid hold on let me, let me double check where i put them last week <laughs> i think we had them second to last in that division uh, i'm gonna go under the yeah. the surge of having lebron james as one of their new owners is not going to do anything for them this year yeah. and they're gonna still suck well yeah. I, still I, suck for the red Sox standards right yeah i'm 100 with you here they're we talked about it with baltimore but they got to go up against New York, Tampa, and Toronto, like fifteen to twenty times each, and like they definitely got better. They also got a new GM who's really good, and they brought in a lot of people, but they also lost some big people. So, um, I just don't see them being eighty and a half. I, I'd be more in the seventy-five range. I see them as definitely a sub-500 team this year. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Phillies also at 80 and a half. Same record. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say under. under. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I'm going to go under. We have them set as last in their division. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be a fantastic team. Uh, I don't think they added anyone. I don't think they did either. They've got six new relief pitchers, and that's it. Yeah, see. mm. And they were really bad last year. 
I'm 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 pretty confident in that under. Yeah. See, the, the higher we get on the win totals, the more confident I get with calling unders. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's go Cincinnati Reds. One game better at eighty-one and a half. Let's see, Cincinnati Reds. We have the Reds. I'm I'm gonna say over, but I don't think it's gonna be by a lot. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is another one I'm kind of feeling like is sort of right on. Yeah, well, I think they're pretty, like, pretty they're good. Right around 500. But I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're like two or three games over 500, which would put them I mean, right in that yeah. 83-ish win. They lost their best pitcher. They lost a couple other players, and they didn't really add a ton. Ah. <sighs> This one's really hard for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say over, but not. I'm like, I think they're gonna be right at 500. See, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, see, if you think they're gonna be right at 500, though, you would technically want to take the under. No, because 81 80. is uh, half of 162. Yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> All right, we're going under. <laughs> Another under. <laughs> Uh, I, I think they're going to be at like 83. Yeah. They're they're definitely low 80s. I, I They're definitely not winning that division. All right. Uh, My guy, right. tell me how <laughs> your Indians are going to do. They're at 81 and a half. What do we, what do you think? I'm. Okay. Maybe I'm just an optimist, but I'm going to go over. See, you're such a better fan than I am. Well, Okay. <laughs> They won. They were one game out of uh, first place last year, and yes, we lost Lindor, and I get it. But the young, the new shortstop we got looks good. We didn't lose Jose Ramirez. We got some other solid players. Um, I just, I, I see us still competing for a wild card, and you're not going to do that at eighty-one. Like, we're definitely not winning our division. I'm not, I have no, I'm not that optimistic. It's, it's, a, it's a Cleveland <laughs> sports team. If they actually, like, won their division, that'd be surprising. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> the Indians have won the division, like, 80% of the last 10 years. I know, I just gotta, I, it, it's no fun if I don't give you shit. Also, the Browns and, well, okay, the Cavs suck right now, but. The Cavs yeah. were really good. How, how good are Well, really good. maybe I should shut up the Warriors. Although the Warriors are actually <laughs> fighting for a playoff spot. I haven't paid attention to the Cavs in a couple of years. I don't you, mean, you mean since LeBron left? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally that day. You're like, like, oh, he's gone. That's a wrap. <laughs> I know. No. I mean, I know the players on the team, but like, <laughs> I'm not watching games. No, I get but you. Yeah, I, get I, you. I, I really do think they're going to be like right on the fringe of a wild card. I don't know if they'll get it, but I, I think they'll be more 86, 87. Hmm. See, I don't know a lot 
about the American League just in general because my team is a National League team. So I tend to follow them more. Uh, So I'm going to follow the Clevelanders' advice and go over here. Um, All I got to say is it's going to be really funny when Cleveland changes its name to the Cleveland baseball team. They're not going to. They already said they won't. (laughs) I know you're trolling me. (laughs) To be clear, they literally already came out. They already have their next setup. It's going to be next year, right? I thought they did. I thought they already had it like ready to go for next year. No, they said they're going to have a new name by next year, but they haven't said anything. There's um just to go really off topic here. There's a a bridge right next to the stadium. It goes over the the river that goes through Cleveland, and uh, it's got these really cool looking statues. Um, and they're called the the Cleveland Guardians, so that's a name that's been thrown around that I'm a big fan of, and just have those statues as the logo. Before they were the Indians, do you know what their o, like OG OG name was? Yeah, the Spiders. Okay, I don't like that. I'd rather I think the Guardians sounds cooler. It does. I wouldn't be upset if they. I'm I'm about. I mean, as history, far as history so goes, I'm okay with I, like I, if you're I'm like. That's what we called ourselves. That's what we called ourselves. But I think from just a a listening and hearing standpoint, I think the Guardian sounds better. Yeah. Spiders always sounds a little cheesy to me. It's just me. Yeah, it's um, it's it's one of those things. Like I'm, I have no problem with them changing the name. So as long as it's something that isn't super corny, I'm fine with it. Um, all right, so LA Angels at 83 and a half games. I am going to take the under there. But again, I think they're pretty close here. I think they're going to be like a 75 to 80 win team. Yeah. Um, you said over? Or yeah, over, sorry. Sorry, I had them uh, higher. We we talked about this last week when we were making our predictions. I, I think they're going to be the second team in that division. You think they're going to be the third. So I'm definitely going over because I think they're going to be up near 90. And if Shuhei Otani keeps hitting the ball like he is right now, <laughs> it might be more. Because that dude is rocking the ball. I think he has, well, I don't know what he did today. Coming into the day, he had like four home runs over the last three days. Yeah, but the problem is, is they tout him as a hitting and pitching player. Well, yeah, but he and, only pitches one day and then he DHs the other four. Yeah, but I do, I see something faltering. And maybe he's the guy that changes that like idea that you can't really pitch and hit. But right. I, I think... You can only focus so much energy in one direction to be as good as he is that I think either his pitching is going to fall off a little bit and he's going to eventually, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but down the road, I think he's going to have to go one way or the other. Yeah. 
I and wouldn't be surprised if five years from now he's just a DH. I was gonna that say, and I, I think he's gonna lean hitting because he can yeah. hit bombs. He's not even just a power hitter. He's like he's just a good hitter. Like I, I like he's, Shohei Otani. I just being and maybe it's just me being a baseball like. OG, like I like old school baseball, and you don't see yeah. pitchers hit very well. And when you do, it's really cool. But realistically, you don't see them like like I we as the being a Giants fan, we had one of the best hitting pitchers in all of baseball for wow. a while. Now Arizona has him. I want to say he fuck was, him, but he's so good, I don't want to. Um, to be fair, though, he was one of the best hitting pitchers, and he hit like one ninety. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's what I mean. Like, but he I mean, could, but he could hit bombs, and everyone like you see your pitcher go yard. That's a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, this is my pro <clears throat> DH coming up, but like, this is why I hate pitchers. It's so see, okay, boring. This it's is so a conversation boring. we need to get into. We'll yeah. get into it maybe next week. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Maybe we'll get into it next week. Is the DH and is it needed yeah. in the ML in the National League? Because I strongly disagree that <laughs> the DH is needed in the National League, and we'll get into that maybe next week. Um, yeah, but. but. I've been. I feel like I've been spoiled as a Giants fan because we have had one of the better hitters yeah. for a pitcher, and and it wasn't just him. Like uh, we had Jonathan Sanchez, who was a decent pitcher for us. He's kind of a head case, but he was a good pitcher when he was right. But he could hit a little bit. Um. Yeah, I, like you said, we'll get into it on another episode. But that's that's called a, a tease right there. Yeah. <laughs> See. Um, but, oh no no no! Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say Milwaukee. Just go to the next one. Milwaukee Brewers here, eighty three and a half. Same as the Angels. Um, I'm going under. They lost a really good player. <laughs> what was they their lost. record last um, year? I have it for you. It they were uh, what are they? Central. They were twenty nine and thirty one, and they didn't add anybody <laughs> really. They, actually, no. I'm sorry, they didn't. It wasn't them that lost, but they didn't lose anyone. They didn't really gain anyone. They got Colton Wong, who's a decent second baseman, but I I actually don't mind him. I mean, he's good, but he's older and he's he's not what he was. I'm gonna go under, but I don't think it's gonna be like a lot. I think it's going to be, they're going to be at like 80 to 82 wins. I think they're going to be a 500 club. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, if they're, uh, yeah, low 80s, upper 70s. But yeah, I don't think they'll be over 500. Um, okay. Washington Nationals, 84, 84 and a half. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Okay. I don't think it's gonna be by much. I think this is another team. There's like five or six teams that I feel like it. Vegas was kind of almost right on, and I think this was one of them. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm also under, but I think they're going to be right at 500. Um, and the only reason I'm not saying 84 and I'm saying 81 is the Braves and the uh, the Mets are going to beat them up. But I, I think they're, yeah, right just under what they're predicted at. Yeah, I, so. I think they're going to be under, but I, I don't think it's going to be by a ton. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to uh, be a terrible team. No. All right. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals, 86 and a half. Mm. Why don't you go ahead and read this one? Um. Okay. I'm going to go over. I picked them to win the division. Uh, they got Nolan Arenado, who's incredible. Yeah. And they didn't lose anybody. Trust so. me, I've seen Nolan Arenado. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So I'm I'm going over on them. Um I think they're gonna be up a little over ninety personally. I actually am kind of feeling the same way. Yeah. Is, I, I I'm gonna take the over on that one too. Yeah, I just can't see them. I'm actually curious now. Okay, so Vegas actually has them winning the division at 86 and a half. So they just have that as a terrible division. Yeah. But well, I, think I mean, to be, to be fair, 90. we had them winning that division, maybe not yeah. quite at that low of a, a win yeah. scale, but we had them at that top of that division too. So, yeah. Um, okay, next one, Toronto Blue Jays. What, is, what do they have them over under at right now? Let's see. They have them at 86 and a half? Ooh, I'm taking the over on that all day, every <laughs> yeah. day. Vlad Jr., yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like spring training doesn't mean a ton, but Vlad Jr. is looking real good this spring training and if that carries over to the season and he's healthy they've added some good guys this year i we'll get into it a little later i had them winning that division i think you did too as well yeah yep um they do not agree with us vegas doesn't but no, we'll, we'll, like yeah, i said we'll get into we'll that a little bit later i think that that's definitely an easy over pick I think they'll be like 95. I think that's almost going to be a 10 game. They might even be over 95, honestly. That would not surprise me if they if they win I close to 100 win games. That division, they're going to have to be close to 100. I, I, I think they're the going to win 98 games. Blue Jays beat each other up. If nobody gets hurt and everybody yeah. plays to the potential that I kind of personally kind of see i i think they're a 98 win team yeah i'm i'm right there with you on that one um okay tampa bay rays 86 and a half so they actually have the blue jays and rays tying oh do they really yeah um i am gonna go i'm actually gonna go over on the uh, freaking hell I'm this going under. Tough. I'm going under. Okay. I, I'm going to go over, but like by a game. See, I think like, they're going to be under by like a couple games. I think they're going to be just over 400 or over 500. 
I just and I think this division's gonna be good. I think I wouldn't be surprised if you have three teams at like eighty eight and above. Okay, as as a National League fan, because that's where my team plays, I think the most exciting there's two divisions that I'm looking forward to watching play. The AL East and the NL West. And I know my team's in the NL West, but I don't care. My team is not who I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the battle between the Dodgers and the Padres is what I'm looking to watch. Um, but I think Toronto is going to go blow for blow with the Yankees and everybody else in baseball. And I think they're going to win. So if I don't take the over there, I, I would be stupid. My personal hope, wait, you took, we're on Tampa, you took. Oh, my bad, my bad. Tampa Bay, I'm going to say under, but. But um, I actually kind of hope the Yankees get really hurt again, like they do every single year. They don't get hurt that much. Aaron Sanchez, or uh, not Aaron Sanchez. Crap, what's his name? The catcher. For the Yankees, it's something Sanchez. Anyway, I, I think you're right. Aaron Judge. Is I think it's Jonathan Sanchez? Sanchez. No, no, that's not right. No, I'm gonna look it up right now. Go ahead and you finish your point. Anyway, I'll look it up. Those guys are hurt every single year, and uh, and they have some, you know they're the Yankees, so they have some older players who are gonna miss days, and so. I'm hoping the Rays, I'm hoping that it's Toronto, Tampa, New York. But if New York's healthy, I would not be surprised if they're over Tampa, still under Toronto. But anyway, Gary, it's Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez, yeah. I just, I literally <laughs> I just, just pulled it just up. popped in my head. I just um, pulled it up. Uh, all right, so we'll move on. Uh, Houston Astros, 87 and a half. Ace. I'm, I'm going to call the under, but I don't think it's going to be by more than like three games. This is another one I think is kind of spot on. I'm definitely, I think I'm definitely going to take the under here. Okay. Because I I had them, well, no, maybe I should take the over because I had them at two. Now, just, we'll just go to the next one while we're on this. They have the A's and the Astros tying to win that division. Um. So, uh, see, I had I had the Astros at number two instead of three, uh, yeah, whereas you had them the other so I'm, at three. I'm going under because, I mean, I have them over LA, who's four games farther back. So I'm I'm gonna say. See, I want to say over, but I think they're going to go under. I just think it's going to be by like a very, very small margin. This is yeah. 
one that I think is going to be pretty close to right. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm right there with you. And I think that as far as the Astros go, I think I would definitely go under the A's. Okay. So yeah, A's also at 87 and a half. I'm going to go over uh, for the A's. Okay. I'm with you. I think the A's are winning the division, so. And then they're uh, going to lose in the first round like the A's yeah, do, and it's going to be baseball is normal. Yep. I am 100% there with you. <laughs> not much so, need to be said there i think they're gonna win their division they're gonna flame out and then that's, the that's gonna be it <laughs> uh minnesota twins another al central team uh i just talked about how i think the twins and the white Sox are gonna be right there with each other vegas kind of agrees um so they have minnesota at 88 and a half i'm going over i think they'll be more around 90 um but yeah, I I'll I'll take the over there. Okay. But like you said, I don't think it's going to be by much. I think they're going to be in like the between where they're at right now at eighty-eight and a half and ninety. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win more than ninety-two at the most. Yeah. Um. All right, so then the White Sox are next. They have them at 90 and a half. I'm also going to go over on them. 100% and taking the over. I think they'll be like 95, 94, somewhere around I, there. I'm I'm predicting 95 to 100. Dang, going real high on the White Sox. Okay, so this is my, this is another one that I don't understand fully. The Mets is the New York Mets at 90 and a half, the same as the White Sox. I picked the Mets to win that division. Um, yeah, we were, I, we agreed that the Mets were probably going to win that. division. Yeah. I think they're going to win 97, 98. So I, I, this is an easy over for me. I would probably say over as well. Like I said, we both were pretty much in lockstep with them winning that division I think that's an easy over. But then again, it's the Mets. And the Mets are kind of okay. like the Browns. The Browns be Brown and the Mets be Metsin. Okay, but the Browns <laughs> made the playoffs and went two rounds deep. So what you're saying is that the Mets are going to be great this year. <laughs> and almost took out Touche. the team. <laughs> Um, okay, but uh, yeah, so I, we both agree. Yeah, we both agree. Like, I yeah. mean, the Mets are not the Mets anymore. I They're, agree. I agree. And they added, uh, yeah. they added New what owner, Lindor, right? What this year? What's that? They were the ones that got Lindor from you guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And they added a bunch of other good pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I think that's an easy over. Same. So then the Atlanta Braves, who are, um right in the same division they have it 91 and a half so one game better i'm definitely going under because like i said we thought that we both agreed that we think the mets are going to win that division so i agree but i'm actually going to go over oh really i think the mets are going to win like 98 97 and i think the braves are going to win like 93 94 
the the Braves are good. Yeah, They're no, I'm good. not saying I I don't think the Braves are bad at all. Like by any stretch. Um I just wouldn't be surprised if they were more around the 80 88 range. Yeah. Um okay. So Padres 94 and a half over oh, easy yeah. over <laughs> I don't, that, that's I don't like I, I, there's not much less there's not much to say they added a ton of people this and off season almost everyone they added was an all-star yeah like they're stacked this year if I don't get this if the padres do not win the world series this year they will literally never win the world series again now to throw this out there almost everyone the padres signed are under like multi-year extensions Ooh. so the Dodgers are gonna keep getting older and the padres are just gonna keep their all-star team together that, that's true like i said i, I that's in to me that's an easy over that's 100 percent easy I, I over they're gonna be 98 99 really i think they're gonna be over 100 i think that's the only team this year that's gonna be a guaranteed over 100 wins Wait. But you have the Dodgers. You picked the Dodgers to win that division. Okay, so maybe the second team. Gonna be no, there's two. I think there's gonna be two hundred. I think there's two. That's insane. That there's no way that's ever happened in baseball before. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. I, I don't know. How, I don't. Know I think the Padres are good. It. So when we did our choices, I was tough between the Padres and the Dodgers. The reason I picked yeah. the Dodgers over the Padres was only because of uh, yeah. consistency and having people basically bringing their whole team back or most of their team back. Um, yeah, totally. Fair. But as far as like on paper talent wise, I think the Padres might have the edge over the Dodgers, to be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... Um, I honestly don't even know if that's debatable. Yeah, I, I think talent-wise, if you went position by position, I think the Padres are the a better, better team. team. It comes down to coaching and, like you said, consistency, that like camaraderie you have with the yeah. same players every year. Yeah, I, I think the Dodgers and I think the Padres are both going to be 100-win teams. That's a hot yeah. take. You Let me take it right now. That's We're going to... I mean, all right. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't really... honestly. I don't even know if that's possible. Two teams in the same division winning a hundred games. I mean, I, mean, I guess they in... won five hundred against each other and just beat the crap out of the rest of their division. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe that's just me being with, like being in the clouds a little bit. But it's... I, I think San Diego and LA are both going to be over a hundred wins. It's not the craziest hot, like, I. I could see it. I could see it happening. I just, I don't know. That's a lot of wins for two teams in the same division. But they're going to have to basically beat the crap out of everyone else. Everybody else. Which Everybody else. Um, all right. So we'll move on to the Yankees before we get to the Dodgers. Um, I'm going, they're at 95 and a half. I'm going way under on this. I'm thinking like 80, 88, 89. I guess not way under, but like six, seven games. 
I'm I'm thinking the the Yankees should be where the Blue Jays are at 86 yeah. wins. Yep. I, I so I'm gonna definitely take the under. Uh, we both had Toronto winning that division. Um, mm-hmm. I think Toronto, if they play to their ability or potential ability, I should say, I think Toronto wins that division. I don't I don't think it's really that close, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's a five I, to five to well, ten game. I don't think it's gonna be a full ten games, but I think it's somewhere in like the five game range for that division. We'll mention it a little more when we get down to the comparing yeah. there's the um, ours, but yeah. But I definitely, um, I think that's an easy under. I think they're going to win about those. 90 games. I think that's going to be about it. Maybe it was nine. pointed out that in 2018, the Red Sox and Yankees both had 100. So, so. it is possible. So there Can we go. Can be done. Happened very recently. So my hot take is not a hot take at all. It's just me <laughs> predicting 200 team wins <laughs> in the same division. Insane. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's end with the number one team according to Vegas, which is the Dodgers. Not really. That is not a hot take. <laughs> I think that's going to be an over. I think they win 103. I think they win 103 games this year. Okay. Like I said, I have two 100-plus win teams. I think the Padres are going to do incredible because – I had the Dodgers winning, so if I have the Padres over 100, I definitely got to have the Dodgers right. over 100. Um, so so I'm, I would say so over. I, I'm going to say under, but like not. I'm thinking they're like 99. Like I, I think they're right there, but yeah, for the same but reason that, I picked the Dodgers or the Padres to win. Well, the I was, was going to say that makes sense because you picked them over the Dodgers or the yeah. Padres over the Dodgers, I should say. So. All right, so that's our over-unders. We'll, uh, it's going to be so funny to look back at this and be like, wow, how wrong were we? <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to scroll down and do our comparison while we're talking about the team odds here really quick. Yeah, let's check that um, out. So we'll start with the NL, or I'm sorry, AL East. Um, so Vegas has the Yankees winning by nine games. I don't Tampa see that. And Toronto being tied and then Boston and Baltimore. See I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see that at all. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Yankees just pull Yankee shit because they're the Yankees. I don't know. But I have Toronto running away with that yeah. division, in my opinion. Okay. See, I don't have them running away, but I think it's a five I, plus game. I think one. it's I think it's like Toronto. 95 Tampa 93 Yankees like 89 okay like I think those three teams are all going to be within like six or seven games at the end of the year that's fair that's fair but um but yeah the bottom two Red Sox Orioles we both agreed with the with Vegas um AL Central, we 100% agree. Yeah, Chicago, literally. Minnesota, Cleveland, Kansas City, Detroit. Nothing really. And what's funny is the AL, what is it? The AL West. I agree with Vegas to it, what they're going to have with yeah. the Astros being second and the Angels being third, but you disagreed yeah. with that one. Yeah, I have the Angels over the Astros. Um, we both had all. All three, including Vegas, had Oakland winning. 
Seattle and Texas at the bottom, but yeah. Well, technically they had Oakland and Houston tying. True. That's true. And I don't think that's the case. I think Oakland wins the division. And I think Houston's a couple games back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Houston really, I mean, we talked about it last week. Houston didn't really add much and they lost George Springer. So I just have a hard time envisioning them being up there, but um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll come back to this. Um, oh, we right. will. And it's going to be you... real fun when we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, the NL East, we had uh, you and me agreed on all these. We had New York, Atlanta, Washington, Miami, Philly. They just switched to Miami, Philly, and New York, and yeah, Atlanta. So when we were talking about it last week, I was debating putting Miami at three, and they have Miami as losing the division by twenty-one games. So I, I honestly disagree with me on that. One. I don't, <laughs> I don't disagree with you on that one to an extent. I, I mean, what's like, really mind-boggling? I don't see them as the worst is, in that division. What's really mind-boggling is they they have Miami ten games behind Philly. Like yeah. they have them in last by ten games. I don't I and definitely I, don't see that. I feel like Miami got better and they finished second in that division last year. Like I don't really now granted, New York obviously got better. The Braves are really good, but like I don't understand. Anyway. And then, yeah, you and me both picked the Mets to win it. They both they had the Braves winning by a game, so they have it close. But I just I think the Mets are a ninety-seven win team. So yeah, I, I think know. I think the Mets definitely win that division. But it, although, then again, at the same time, it would not surprise me if the Braves kind of inch their way into that first spot. But at the same time, I. I think the Mets are just too good, especially with picking up who they've gotten this year. Lindor. I think the Mets come out and don't play like the Mets. They play like an actual good baseball team. Agreed. Uh, (laughs) NL Central, we had had St. Louis winning the division, which we all agreed on, uh, including Vegas. But then they had Milwaukee coming in second. Cincinnati in third, Chicago in fourth. We yeah, this the... is probably the one division that we actually like really disagree with Vegas on. Yeah, we all had the Cardinals winning. Yeah, but they had Milwaukee coming in second, which I don't understand at all. I don't know if I see that. Like, if they would have said that everybody in the division was going to win like 78 games or something, then sure. But, like, they have the Milwaukee winning 83. I just don't... I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't... I don't get that either. Yeah. We had Chicago in second. They had Chicago in fourth. We had Cincy in third, which we agreed. So we basically just switched Milwaukee and Chicago. But Basically, yeah. But that's from two to four, not like two to three. So yeah, that is kind switch. of a big switch. Uh, and then we agreed with um, with the NL West 
Um, you agreed with them. I think San yep. Diego is going to win the division, but we all agree that that's going to be a close. Well, you and me agree it's going to be a close one. They have the Dodgers winning by seven, which does not make sense to me. I, but... I don't see that at all. I think the Dodgers <laughs> and Padres are both going to be 100 win teams. I think it's going to be like 20, what was it, 2018? Let's see. Someone did. Yeah. yeah like Jennifer said, 2018. I think it's going to be that same. I think it's going to be like a 101 or a 100 win team and another 103 win team. I don't think it's going to be like like 110 or something crazy. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's going to be two teams that win 100 plus games. And I think the Dodgers edge out the Padres only because of uh, consistency and bring basically their whole team back. But... Like we said earlier, if you really look on paper, I honestly think the Padres might be a better team. Yeah. If you really look at the stats and you go player by player, position by position. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the top of that division plays out. Um, All um, I know is that we all... I had... The Diamondbacks above the Giants. I my pessimism for the Giants, as much as I am a Giants fan, is killing <laughs> me because I one hundred percent think that the Giants are gonna suck this year, like yeah. suck this year. Uh, and I think it's because of the way that the GM thinks about putting a team together, but. Maybe that's a discussion for another time. Maybe how, what do you, what would you prioritize? Right. Like our um, baseball philosophies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Baseball, like legitimate yeah. baseball philosophies. Do you like the analytics? Do you prefer just looking at guys and seeing what their stats actually show up to be all that kind like, of stuff? I like that idea. Um, uh, but I don't yeah. think we were too far off of actually what Vegas thought overall. Yeah. There's and a the couple divisions. We were off, I still disagree with Vegas. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously we disagree with them, but it'll be um, interesting to see at the end of the year who was more accurate. Are we more accurate or are they more yeah, accurate? Maybe, Let maybe us I'll know. I'll go in and I'll, um, I guess we can't really do anything. But yeah, I, I would be curious to see between us two who's more accurate on the over-unders and then, yeah, for us, for the the division versus them. I could do the predictions. Um, I can add a scene real quick where it shows both of ours on screen so we have actual... That'd be cool. Okay, hold on. Let me do it real quick. I'll go ahead and talk for a second. Um, all right. Yeah, just uh, to close out after we look at this... Um... <clears throat> We're gonna do the odds for the MVPs and Cy Youngs and uh close it out with that. Um but yeah, I I really I'm I feel good about my predictions even after looking at this list because the ones that we don't agree with, I'm like, I just don't understand Vegas's style. So <laughs> I agree Vegas's with you. I there stuff. are a few of them that I'm looking at and I'm like, how did you how did you get there? Right. Like, 
like the Yankees one I get because if they can stay 100% healthy, I guess I get it. I don't see them winning by nine. And I, I still think even if they do hit their prediction at 95, I still think Toronto could maybe get them. But, um, and then the Padres only winning 94. I don't know. The only thing I can think is they're projecting them to get out to a slow start and then finish strong as the team comes together, but it's very weird to me. Um, it is right. interesting that we completely agreed on the AL Central. Alright. Let me actually zoom in here for a second on our... Can I zoom in? How do I zoom in? Control scroll wheel. That zooms in on the page. I don't know. Well, that's good. That's actually kind of what I want. Okay. Because then I can kind of <clears throat> scroll through all of these. Don't look super clear. Let me grab to this. I added it in the middle of us. Oh, there we go. No, go back to the window. You piece of ah, <laughs> struggling hard. No, it like was. I get to the little things. Okay, hold on. All right, so these are kind of what our predictions have been so far. I'm gonna uncover you. That way you can still be seen. You just put it, just uh, just put it in the middle of the box. That's basically <laughs> kind of what I'm doing. Okay, so these are our predictions so far. As you can yeah. see, our AL East is by far different. We have the Toronto winning, but other than yeah. that, we're we're pretty. For the most part, one of us, like actually, both times we, you and me disagree. You tend to lean toward what Vegas has. Which is kind of ironic. With uh, Houston over LA and um, Dodgers over Padres. But but yeah, say anybody who's looking at this maybe on YouTube, left is Vegas, obviously. Right is our predictions. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I actually really got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. One sec. All right. right. All right. But... Yeah, so yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I'm I'm really kind of pumped we did this on our first couple episodes and got it in before the season so that we can uh we can really come back and look at this at the end of the year. That's that's our kind of thinking as it stands right now. Is we'll come back end of the year, end of the season and uh We'll talk about what is, uh, how right we were, how right Vegas was. We'll compare our, we'll look at all our over-unders and see how we did with that. Um, and then go from there. Um, so we are going to get into the odds for ML, MVP and Cy Young. So I couldn't find, like, odds are weird, and I don't really understand them. So I had to look up how they work. I am so sorry. Um, 
do you know how odds work? As far as like the plus minus, like plus a hundred, what that means and stuff. Are you asking me? Yeah. Uh, depends on what you're talking about. When are you talking about like the? Uh, yes so and like no. Odds? I've never really gambled uh, as far yeah. as. Well, I had to look it up, but so basically, this is the way all betting is done now. Apparently, there is no like four to one odds or whatever. But basically, so the number is how much you win if you place a hundred dollar bet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if, uh, if the odds are like plus two hundred, that means if you put down a hundred dollars, you're gonna you win double your money back. You get no, no, no. Well, yeah, because you, you get, would win double your money, so you would get your hundred back plus the two hundred oh, yeah, that you won. Yeah. Right. So yeah, if you bet a hundred and the odds were plus two hundred, you would get three hundred dollars back. Yeah. So. Um. So that's how the odds are. I did the top five. They they went to like, the top thirty for each of these, and I was like, that's just too much. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> care that much. So I did top five for each award. Um. So we're we'll start with ALMVP, and. The odds on favorite are Mike Trout, of course. And then everyone else falls off because Mike Trout's going to win if he's healthy. Um, Okay, before we go any farther, can we just both agree that Mike Trout is the best baseball player of our generation that is not getting the love he deserves because it's hard for me to say that because in my opinion the best baseball player of our generation is Barry Bonds but people will go steroids and everything else but but like as far as like the younger generation the people watching baseball right now I think over the last five to ten years well maybe five years Mike Trout has easily been the best baseball player in all of baseball not even a question. Like, and it's I, not even close. I, mean, I am one of those people who would vehemently disagree with you that Barry Bonds was the best, but we'll get into I would that. Think Mike Trout is the best I've ever seen play the game. Like Mike Trout is, I think, one of the most simultaneously best but underrated because well, you don't see him yeah. player in all of baseball yeah. history. Well, okay, so there's two reasons, and we can get into this if you want some other time. Oh, no, I'm actually down to jump into this right now with some of these. Okay. But, I mean, the reason he's underrated is because baseball sucks at marketing. (laughs) Well, yes, but the Angels have also done what in the postseason on national television? I mean, true. And we talked, we actually mentioned it last week that, like, being on the West Coast, nobody in the East watches his games. Like, well, that, that's very true. Late night games, like night and afternoon games on the West Coast, are not typically watched on the East Coast because yeah. it's like 10 o'clock at night when it starts. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, honestly, like, I know Mike Trout and I've seen his highlights, but like, the amount of live Mike Trout games I've watched is very, very minimal. Okay. As a Californian that lives in the same, same state he plays in, 
there's been very few Mike Trout games that I've been well, able to watch. Okay. Even with but like, like also... no local television being able to like show me games, the Angels just aren't on TV unless it's postseason. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe in LA, but even in like Central California, the Angels like they just get no love. I still think that goes back to marketing. Like the NBA is without question the best at marketing their players. Ooh, um, I think the NF I no the NFL is the best at marketing their teams and groups of players. The NBA is so player focused that like okay. Okay, I can't disagree with you on that. I want to disagree, but I I I, I can't even disagree because I want to say football is better at it. But at the same time, you're 100 percent right. They're better overall, at marketing. Overall the, marketing, teams. the NFL is better without question. They're the biggest sport in America for a reason. But um, like there are tons and tons of NBA fans who don't even have a favorite team. They just have a favorite player, and they'll switch teams based on where their player goes. I'm not gonna like, lie. I have my team, but I also have players that like I root for. As long as they're not playing against my team so like the mlb does not do that at all they don't market their players at all they don't put their players on prime time and to be fair baseball is more of a team game than basketball well and to be fair mike trout if we're specifically talking about mike trout he's not really in uh oh no he's personality as a as a superstar, he's like very he's boring. not a Fernando Tatis. He's not a, you know what I mean. He's not a in your, not necessarily in your face. I guess that's a really bad way of putting. But he's not no, a I, an I outward like, facing like look at me. Like this is yeah. what I can do. He just like, goes in, does his job at a better level than anybody yeah. else in his league, and goes home. Like I would argue, guys like Francisco Lindor, Fernando Tatis. Um, uh, uh, Mookie Betts, like those guys are guys you should be marketing around because, like, Lindor is just because I've watched him so long. Like, that dude has such an infectious personality. Like, he's humble, but he's also, he knows he's good. Fernando Tatis is just awesome. <laughs> Fernando Tatis is funny. This like, fun. the dude's got that swagger that I, I love it. When there and, was an issue with him bat flipping, I was just like, "Yeah, this is this is definitely like if they market yeah. him right, he's a new face of baseball." Just because he was great, they, yeah. but they don't market people right, and it's it's uh, I mean, people have said that about baseball for over a decade that they're just <laughs> bad at promoting their sport. That. Yeah, like. The, the last time baseball was good at marketing their sport and promoting their sport was during the steroid era when they were promoting Sosa versus uh, McGuire. I know, right? Like, the corked the bat versus they... the steroids. Which is better? <laughs> I mean, that's the last time baseball was like, you need to oh, come watch oh. us. Like, it sucks because <laughs> of what it was, but... It... So... True. Another thing I want to add to, you know what, you know what, fuck another episode. I want to know your opinion right now. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Pace of play. 
how do you feel about that? Do you think the game right now is going okay? Do you think it's too slow? Do you think it's too not too fast? What are your thoughts on actual pace of play? When you look at the in actual yeah. full length of a game. I have two different ways to say this. For me personally, I have no issue with baseball the way it is. Like, because I love baseball and I will sit there and I will watch a four-hour baseball game and have no problem with that. But as if I were in charge of baseball, if I were the, the um, commissioner, I would be trying to adjust pace of play, even though I like it how it is. I mean, like they're I, doing right now. I, yeah, I 100% understand that people's attention spans are at an all-time low. And baseball is the most no. boring sport to watch. And if you're not a hundred percent in on a team or you're not like a diehard fan, baseball is not exciting to watch. There's so much downtime. And I a hundred percent understand why they're trying to speed up games. But for myself personally, I have absolutely no issue with where games are. Okay, so I'm very passionate when it comes to pace of play because when you look at it, everyone's talking about baseball games are boring. Baseball games are slow. Baseball games take forever. Insert whatever your fucking complaint is here. And I say fucking because I don't fucking care. Um, baseball is, and this sounds elitist, baseball is a thinking man's game. It really is. It's not yeah. as simple oh, as I mean, you go do this. Sometimes people mm -hmm. do this. Uh, people switch a pitcher out to get their matchups. There, you know what I mean. It's a slow game. I agree with that one hundred percent. Baseball is one hundred percent probably the slowest professional sport, easily. Yeah. And I don't think oh, it's yeah. even a debate. I, I really don't think that that's even like challenged no. anywhere. No, not um, at all. But because, like, to me personally, to me personally, I like when you can pull, you can switch pitchers and get your matchup. Maybe you get a ground ball. That's exactly what you wanted. Like, it's mental. Like, yeah. you got to think about how you can progress and actually win. I don't yeah. want teams to start compromising because it's faster. I yeah. want people to win games. I don't care if that's my team, if that's in the World Series. Like, I want to see the strategy. That, to me, is about baseball. What is so fun to watch is the, like, small in-game adjustments. Like, okay, I'm going to swap out my left fielder right now because... The person that I had in there was a good bat, but I now need defense because yeah. we're up by one run and I need that. Like, I like those little moves. I I don't disagree with anything you said. And me personally, I completely agree with it. My My thinking for the second part of my answer isn't for me. It's for the future of baseball <sighs> and the future of baseball is dying. <laughs> so I uh, see, this is like, where like the problem becomes is because I, I don't disagree with you. 
Yeah. I I want want baseball to stay long and I want to have four hour games and I want to have. I don't know about four four hours. If I'm maybe there watching the game, that's one thing. But on TV, maybe like three hours, three and a half hours is okay. Okay. You get what I'm saying. But But yeah, no, I 100% get what you're saying. Like, yeah, I'm, and I'm perfectly fine with boring one to nothing you know, one to two games, like, I, I'm good with that, but the, as far as what's going to happen 20 years from now, if baseball doesn't speed up the pace of play, they're going to have no players coming in. But the problem <laughs> is... Nobody is, wants to play baseball when at, they're young. At what point, though? Okay, this is a question that maybe we have to get a full episode into, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. At what point, though, does modifying the game for time affect the actual strategy of the game itself? And I think that's a a tightrope walk, you know what I mean? I I do think that could be a full episode, honestly. I I don't disagree with you. I could probably talk about that for an hour just by Um, itself. Yeah, it's... It, it is a tight tight rope, and you don't want to you don't want to change the rules as much as changing like timing. Like I'm totally fine with like the the clock between innings. Like I'm okay like with a that three too. Minute, whatever two three minute clock between innings. That's plenty of time for a pitcher to warm up. Like I have no issue with that. Same with like a, if you want to throw a clock on the, um, like when a new pitcher gets called in, they have whatever eight pitches to warm up. You got two minutes. Like I, I that's all fine with me. Telling batters to not step out of the box and walk around the batter's box for five minutes. Okay, <laughs> like, so the walking around thing. I know you were about to say you're okay with that, but the walking around well, thing I think is ridiculous. But being able to step out and gather yourself, I yeah, think needs oh yeah, to yeah. be maintained because sometimes you get yeah. a little overamped. Sometimes you need to just kind of like take that deep breath, kind of relax and go okay. This is what I need to do. This is the count I'm in. What, whatever it may be for that particular situation, I'm okay with stepping out. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think the people that step out every pitch, right. it, like well, the Nomar Garcia Paras, let me do my. Yeah. <laughs> David, or, David Ortiz did that every time. Like, okay, that if you want to cut that out, I'm okay. But like, if yeah. you need to step out to just right. gather yeah. yourself you as wanna, a hitter, if you want to call time and like you know readjust the jersey and like stretch out your arm a little, yeah, like, I have no problem with that. But yeah, yeah, it's the people who like step out and then like turn their back and like walk around for a second. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> okay, I I can agree with you there. I can definitely agree with you there. Like that's not yeah. needed. But if you're trying to like fully like gather yourself, yeah. but then again, everyone would say that, well, that's how I gather myself. I, I mean, mean, it's yeah. a tough t- kind of, like I said, it's kind of like a tightrope walk. Like you want to give the batters the ability to collect themselves because especially, I mean, regular season is what it is, but games matter. Yeah. I mean, overall you would say it's a game or whatever, well, but overall, I, okay. the games matter. I hate the people who are like, 
it's only one out of 162 and it's like yeah you're right but how often do divisions come down to like a two game difference so i I see that shit all the time like it's one game just get over it like it's one game but i don't like hearing you say that makes me think like maybe i am being kind of an ass just like oh it's just one game fuck it what does it matter but every game in some divisions one game is all that matters right like i i don't disagree that sometimes i'm like hey we lost like it's fine it's not a big deal but then i'm like at the end of the year i'm like man i wish we would have won one or two more yeah right (laughs) (laughs) we had a chance to win this game we gotta get it like it, it is that toss-up i don't um, i don't disagree at all like i want um, to disagree but i don't <laughs> yeah i it's it is one of those things where it's like yeah it's it's that tough balance of like yeah you don't want to lose because every game does technically matter but like if you're getting blown out like throwing your crappy pictures yeah like, like you might as well starters, just like get on to the next rest. game yeah uh, okay, so NLM or AL MVP, I think we both agree that Mike Trout is literally the best yeah. player in baseball. Yeah, and it's the betting shows that. So it's plus yeah. 200 for him. And then I'll just go through the other four really quick. Alex Bregman, plus 1,000. Aaron Judge, plus 1,200. <laughs> Jose Ramirez, plus 1,200. <laughs> Anthony Rendon, 1,500. The, the fact that you go from plus 200 to plus 1,000. Yeah shows you that that's not even close as how good a Mount Trout is. And the fact that plus 200 is his line is, like, that's really low for betting on something like a full season award. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we both agree Mike Trout. Yeah, like, I think Mike Trout is the most underrated player in our generation, or the newer generation, I should say. Yeah. The only reason he wouldn't win is one he gets hurt or two he falls into the lebron thing where it's like every single year in the nba lebron's the best player like he just is yes and no if you looked at the stats you could argue he wasn't but he might not be the best scorer or the best passer but he is the best overall but if he's not not the best scorer passer how is he the best overall that's another discussion for another time but (laughs) Like, maybe we'll do a the, non-baseball the podcast that, that there's a lot there's a lot of people who vote for someone else just because they they know lebron's lebron and they're like let's give it to this guy who had a really good year that's fair that's fair so that's that's the only that or injury are the only reason mike trout doesn't win the mvp every year <laughs> i i agree mike trout is i think the most underrated baseball player of the current generation yeah. um People see him and go, wow, he's good, and don't realize that he is literally going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, no question. Um, He could retire today and be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, like he is literally the best player of the last five to ten years. Uh, I mean, depending on how much you look into advanced stats, like, or... He's the I'm, best player in the history of baseball. Yeah, I was going to say. But, <laughs> I mean, like, Mike Trout is underrated, I yeah. feel like, even though he is still considered, and even on this poll, he is considered the best player in the well, American League. 
Yeah. Just one last, just to close that out. The people who do get to watch Mike Trout, like, you know, like, say the Indians had a series with the Angels, I would watch. I would watch it. That's like three games out of the season. As opposed to... That's my to, last one, right? Um, you know, like, maybe he has a bad series. Uh, and actually, you're like, oh, he's he's overrated. The people who don't, like, keep up with baseball only see him for like those three or six games or whatever. Well, that's why I think Mike Trout needs to leave LA. Well, I can't because he's under contract for the next like 10 seasons. I I get that. (laughs) But like Mike Trout needed to leave the angels when he had the chance, he needed to get to a team that was actually competitive because the angels. Well, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, The angels need to get rid of, uh, Albert Pujols, so they actually can spend money on players. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna agree with that because I think Albert Pujols is one of the best players of oh, the last yes. like 20 years. And I but love Albert Pujols as a person. As he is like the yeah. one. He seems I've never met him. Never met him, but he seems like one of the nicest, coolest people ever. Yeah, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I love Albert Pujols, but Albert Pujols signed like a 14-year contract worth like $400 million, and they can't afford anyone else between him and Mike Trout. Well, but that's the Angels being fucking stupid and signing dumb contracts. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is once I think Pujols has like one or two years left. I think I, I think this is his last year, and I think the rest of them are potential team opt outs. Yeah. Okay. Um, so real quick before anyway, we go any yeah. farther, I'm switching drinks. We're swishing. Oh come on, this is gonna be. Okay. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be super struggle. There struggle we go. Hard. <laughs> It's a um, a cherry shortcake sour. I had one beer left, so I wanted to switch to this just so that I had something that was different. Interesting. Oh my god, this thing is like blood red. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Okay. Hey, hey, look at look look at that cup. That's all I'm saying. Look at that cup. 2014 World Series championships. I'm spilling okay. all over my phone. Sorry. As a Giants fan, sometimes you just gotta oh. enjoy the, the fact that you won a World Series a couple times to never touch a World Series for like the next 10 years. <laughs> we got close. All right. <laughs> okay. So NL MVP Mookie yeah. Betts and Juan Soto are actually tied for the odds. I, yeah. I'm actually a little surprised by this i mean mookie Betts is damn good and he's been in la for a year now okay i guess i'm more surprised that one so, soto is tied with him yeah, than mookie Betts I, is I, actually I, the winner on their polls yeah so the nl is very close up for all separated by 100 points so mookie Betts, one soto and then cody bollinger at plus 800 fernando tatis at 850 and then Ronald Acuna Jr. is number five at a thousand. I actually think I'm actually surprised Acuna is that far back. 
Because he's um, damn good too. <laughs> I'm not even. I agree with like, you on that one. I think Acuna you, should probably be top three, but who? I mean, who's the oldest on that list? Uh, Soto? No, 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 Bellinger. Like, if you I mean, look just at off that of group, the top of my head, I, I think it's Bellinger. Of, yeah, that's a lot of very, very good young players. Like. There's a lot of good players coming up. So I think Cody Bellinger is 29 this year, I want to say, which would make him the oldest of that particular group. By far, yeah. Um, but I think Acuna Jr. is the most fun to watch. Huh? Personally, um, I think Mookie Cody Betts... Bellinger is only 25, by the way. Oh, is he only 25? No fucking way. Yeah, I feel like I he's been in the league up. for like at least three or four years. Mookie Betts is 28. I'm just going to look them all yeah, up. Yeah, look, look them all up real quick because I'm curious. Because I would have said... Soto is 22. Yeah, I knew Juan Soto was young and I'm pretty sure Fernando Kuna is only 23. like 23. Maybe 24. 2020. Yeah, so Holy Mookie. Shit. Damn, I just thought he was older. So Mookie Best is by far the oldest of that group. And honestly. Yeah. And that's not even old at 28. Like, yeah, like that's younger yeah. than me. Acuna's 28 or 23, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's five years younger than me. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, 28, that's. I mean, you figure. With the way the MLB works, like most players play till they're like 35. So, like, 28's not that young. Or not that old. I mean, not that old. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty young. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mookie Um, Betts is definitely more developed than everybody except for maybe Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I personally, is, honestly, I, I, so that's a tough one to call. So I'm a little salty when it comes to Mookie Betts because he went to the Dodgers. Um, I, as a Giants fan, who needs anybody? Well, okay, anybody. but he was not going to go to the Giants. Like they have to, they don't have anybody. He's not going to go there. That's my point. They needed somebody. You gotta start somewhere. He left Boston to go ring chasing. He wasn't gonna go to the Giants. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) The Dodgers buying all their championships. No, Um, it doesn't surprise me that Mookie Betts is always number one. I think Mookie Betts is one of the more underrated slash adequately rated. I don't know how that makes sense. Um, I think he's slightly underrated for what he does. He's not necessarily an offensive force, but defensively, there's literally almost no one better than him. I'm actually, I'm going to, I would lean Dark Horse here and go Acuna. I really like watching him. He's so much fun to watch. So the... Okay, the question here becomes 
who is the better player or who is the face? Because I think Acuna Jr. and Tatis Jr. are more entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I think if you look at pure like ability and overall like well, how they help their team, I think Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger are the number one, number two. Fair. But if you want to talk, like I said, if you want to talk like just who is the most entertaining to watch, I'd much rather watch Acuna or Tatis over Bellinger or uh, Betts. Personally. Yeah. I think they're uh, more athletic. I think I, they're just more fun to watch. Their attitudes are more entertaining. When they talk in post games, it's more fun to listen to. Yeah, I agree with that. But I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. There's, I mean, honestly, I could have put the top ten for NL because there's players that I left off of this that are like six through ten that are all really good too. All but, right, hold on. Um, While you talk about whatever's coming up next, I want to look that up because that sounds interesting. Um. Yeah, so, all right, we'll move on to the MVP, or the uh, Cy Young, rather. Um, I don't actually know what website I used for you to look at, but I guess they're the same here. Freddie hey. Freeman, Nolan, Nolan Arenado, Francisco Lindor, Christian Yelich, Bryce Harper. Like, I mean... Are those for MVP? Oh. What? Are those... No, no, no. Okay. Those are, those are NL Cy Young. And like none of those guys are over plus twelve hundred, so like they're all right there. But you got Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber. You you think the yeah. Biebs so, might yeah. go back so, to back? So Cy Young. So yeah, Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, Lucas Giolito are all the your favorites. Um, number four and five are way down. Uh, I uh, if if he pitches like he did last year, Shane Bieber is the, I mean, he's gonna win it. Okay, how? <laughs> okay, last season he was incredible. Like, um, I I can't so. even argue that. Like, there's literally. Hold on, let me pull up his last season stats. Do you? I don't know if you have him. Yeah, I have him. Um, his stats last year were nuts. Yeah, so he went eight and one. With a one six ERA, and in seventy seven innings, he had one hundred and twenty two strikeouts, <laughs> so almost two strikeouts per inning. Um, his, I mean, his WHIP was point eight, so like that's walks and hits Wait, per wait, inning. wait! WHIP at a point eight? Yeah. So basically, he allowed less than a runner per inning. That's insane. Like, literally, like, literally, that's insane. Like, to do that over a 162 season where you're starting, yeah, what, I mean, 40, 50 real. games, I don't know if that's possible. But if he could do that, if he could repeat his performance from last, this shortened I mean, season. close to that. I guess you're right, even if you get close. That is nutty. Yeah. Is, uh, wait, man. They have to have it right. Batting average against. 
How is that not a stat on here? I I don't understand how that's not a stat on this page. Um. Anyway, I, yeah, it's ridiculous. 122 strikeouts in 77 innings. Like, what? That's just wait, 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 wait. How many innings? 122 strikeouts in how many innings? 77. <laughs> so if you throw that most pitchers throw about that's borderline two strikeouts in an inning season. what that's not far off of two strikeouts in an inning yeah that's the so most nuts most pitchers throw uh about 215 240 somewhere somewhere in the like low to mid 200s that's fair. So if you average that out, he's gonna get, he would get almost four hundred plus strikeouts. What's the seal? Hold no, on, I'm, I'm sorry. Like wait, he would be way over that. That's one in inning. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, almost two, almost four hundred strikeouts in a season. Okay, so the most strikeouts in an that can't be right. Hold on. Most strikeouts in a season. I want to see how that would rate. So the most strikeouts in a season. No, not triple A. Five hundred and thirteen. Yeah, but that's oh, that that's in double A. But that's no, Baltimore no. Orioles double A. Um, let me find what National I League. Thought, no, four fifty one is eighteen eighty six. Matt Kilroy five hundred and thirteen. Yeah, but that's in League Triple A or Double A. Sorry. Where do you see? No, I'm not seeing that. Yeah, no. But that f- was in 1886. They didn't even have Triple oh, A. You never know. <laughs> it's Double right, A. Modern the the lowest or the highest modern era one was Nolan Ryan at 383. That's the only one not in the 1800s. That's fair. The the modern pitcher three hundred and eighty three, yeah, which would be American League, yeah. and that would Nolan be Nolan Ryan, Ryan when he was twenty six, and then Sandy Koufax oh. when he was twenty nine had one last three eighty two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But would be even still, so three eighty five, and if what? he would be on pace for four hundred, that would put him in literally all time territory. Yeah, I mean to be fair, he was. Cy Young last year, he finished fourth in the MVP voting. The year before that, he was an all-star and won the all-star game MVP and was fourth in the Cy Young voting. So, like, he's had two really good seasons in a row. I I hope over this next season he has a good season. I, I hope he... I'm just saying... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I hope he mirrors what he did on the shortened season in an actual, real, full season. Yeah. Just kind of legitimize it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, because I know you're a Cleveland fan, so I know you're all about I'm it. I'm definitely going to pick him, yeah. obviously. That's um, my favorite. But... but at the same time, like, I just like when people do fucking cool shit. Like, yeah. I'm a Giants fan. I was born and raised Bay Area sports, so I like the Giants. The A's are a second American League yeah. team. 
Um, I watch all of our our predominantly like Bay Area sports. Um, but I would love to see someone who could come out and just put up ridiculous stats. And I think if he could do that over a full season, it'd be yeah. unreal. I would 100% talk about that all the time, even though I mean, he has nothing to do with the Bay Area. I'm just like, bro, like, how could you not love the sport and not understand that this is dope as fuck? Yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. The only time I don't do that is if it's on a team I hate. <laughs> like the Yankees, the like, Dodgers. Can the Dodgers just lose? Yeah, I'm just going to ignore it and pretend it's not happening. The Dodgers winning the World Series this year as a Giants fan. Talking to you directly, this is literally the worst thing that could possibly happen for me. Literally the worst thing. Because I can't, because you know what the Giants argument has been for the last like five, ten years is... The Dodgers haven't won anything since like the 90s or 80s. Come on, man. Get relevant. <laughs> the Giants won three World Series in the 2010s. And now yeah. the Dodgers kicked the <laughs> fuck out of us. And I'm like, oh. That was like, what have you guys done lately? Yeah, it's like, what have you done since 2015? Oh, man. Uh, the struggle um, is real in professional sports. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just to round out the top five, there's uh, Tyler Glasgow of Tampa and Jin Jin Ryu from Toronto, who's who's really good. But I mean, so I the top think three he's going to be better. and then it goes to nine fifty and thirteen hundred for the the four and five. So I I think the Ryu uh, number is wrong. Why? I think he's going to have a better year this year. I uh, I thought you meant I typed it wrong. No, 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 no. You're, you, the, the number is right. I, I just think that the, the prediction is wrong. Okay. I think he's going to have a better year this year, which is part oh, of what I mean, made me, led me to put the, um, the Toronto at the top of that division. I think he is going to be the cornerstone for them. Not necessarily like, oh, the end-all be-all, but I think he's going to be better than people think he's going to be this year for I them. Mean, he's been real good the last three seasons. I mean... You know, 197 really ERA, 232, 269 over the last three seasons. I mean... I mean, he he's had a sub 2.7 ERA the last three years. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they have him fifth. I think he's going to make a big difference in Toronto. I mean, he was in Toronto. I mean, I know it was a short year, but he was there last year. I have two with a 2.69 ERA. I honestly don't consider last year even a year. But like, you know even why? If he does, even uh, if he puts up a 2.69 ERA and goes really good record. If Shane Bieber gets 400 strikeouts, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you're, doesn't you're, matter. Not, you're not wrong. If Shane Bieber gets like three or 400 strikeouts, like it's a wrap. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I don't disagree. He's a great pitcher. I just, I, Garrett Cole, uh, Shane Bieber, and um, uh Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito is the one that is weird to me on this list, honestly. 
Like he's a really good pitcher, but Giolito. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean, part of good. why I thought the White Sox would be pretty good. Their their pitching doesn't look that bad, and he looks really good. I don't know if I would say he's in the Cy Young debate. Um, I mean, like I would okay, it, just... of the five that they listed, I would probably put him at the end. I would okay. switch him would... in. Well, I would put Klasnow at three, um, Ryu at four, and him at five. But I just think he's really good. His last three seasons last year 348 era the year before that 341 the year before that 613 okay the year so before like, that was terrible we'll just well, like i don't understand why people are saying he's going to be so good like if he keeps this up he's he's like a three starter like i don't understand the hype maybe like, there's something in spring training that people have seen that we yes. haven't seen as general viewers maybe but like i feel i don't know it's it's very weird to me that he's on this list at all let alone third and like the odds have him right there with the top with Garrett cole and shane bieber like i i don't get it if you had to pick one person on this list who are you picking one of the top two either bieber or cole if I had to pick only one, I would pick one of those two. Uh, I'm honestly not. I'm with you with probably Bieber at at, at number one. I it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but I mean, Garrett, Garrett Cole, Cole wouldn't surprise me would... either because he's fucking Garrett Cole. Yeah, if he wins it, I would not be surprised at all. Um. All right, so let's move on. NL Cy Young. Right. I'm gonna hit the head real quick. I'll be right back. All right. Um, all right. So we had uh, Jacob Degrom at number one, plus five hundred. Trevor Bauer, who won it last year, is plus seven. Scherzer, eight fifty. Walker Bueller, a thousand. You Darvish, a thousand. Now, I'm not positive, but I'm sure. Pretty sure Jacob Degrom is already hurt. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was uh oh, who's their other? Noah Syndergaard got hurt. Maybe. Um. I don't know. Somebody big on the Mets got hurt as a starter starting pitcher. Apparently, it's neither of them, but. Um, we'll we'll see. I personally would lean toward Bauer again, although change of scenery is always tough. Max Scherzer is always up there if he's not hurt. <laughs> um, and then so I'm still trying to look up who this who it was. Um, where? Oh, here. Who got hurt? Also, wait. 
You're muted. You're you're muted. Oh my god, I'm talking like a dumbass. Um, <laughs> Jacob Degrom, I don't think he's hurt, and I wouldn't surprise me if he like he's looked nasty in uh, spring training so far. Somebody got hurt on the Mets. That's a starting pitcher. Also, I was looking up the projected starting pitchers because I was curious. And apparently Noah Syndergaard is not even projected to make the team. What? He's not on the list for projected rotation. How does Noah Syndergaard not hold on? That doesn't even make any sense. Noah Syndergaard was their ace like a year and a half ago, two years ago. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, rehab side session. Okay, oh, so he's so, just... Oh, he is the one that got hurt. Okay, so you were right with that one. I was going to be like, how does that make any sense? He's like literally one of the best pitchers they have. Not anymore. But yeah, they have I mean... Jacob DeGrom, Marcus Stroman, Carlos Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, and then I don't know who David Peterson is, but... I would probably put Syndergaard fifth or fourth there. Yeah, probably. Eh, I might put him above Carrasco just because Carrasco's older. But that was literally the only person I would have put at fifth out under him. That David Peterson guy made his rookie debut last year he went six and two with a 3.4 era so okay side note this squishy whatever it's called hold on let me see if i can get my face out of this gonna get this ermergurge sershi cherry shortcake not very good i wish i had just bought no. two of the uh ipas because that was way the mango ipa was way better damn that sucks I know, and I um, saved those for the last because I figured this would taste better. I did that with G Fuel, thinking that the strawberry shortcake G Fuel would taste good, and it did not at all. Unfortunately, where is this from? Nowhere um, important. <laughs> Nowhere. It's, it just appeared. Like, it literally <laughs> doesn't even say, like, what the brewery was. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, not very good, though. But yeah, anyway, I know Cy Young. I, I'm leaning toward Bauer, but I I don't know. If DeGrom can stay healthy and he keeps pitching like he has in the spring, I, I, mean, yeah. I would go with DeGrom. That's why I lean Bauer, because DeGrom can't stay healthy. <laughs> but that's, that's the big thing is if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, right. I think DeGrom wins it. Um, if he doesn't stay healthy, I think you're 100% right with Bauer. Yeah. Especially being on the Dodgers where they fucking bang like it's fucking nothing. Yeah, They're, I mean, his record's going to be great. Yeah, he's, he, it wouldn't surprise me if he's a 20-game winner this year. I don't know what his ERA is going to be, though. It wouldn't surprise me if he was closer to three, like a 2.9. Yeah. I don't know, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Bauer, but uh, I don't think Max Scherzer is gonna gonna get up there. 
I'm actually surprised he's on this list. I mean, I mean, are you really though? Max Scherzer is like the LeBron James of baseball. He like he gets old, but does he ever really get any worse? Um, like he never gets like that bad. He gets a no. incrementally worse every year, but it's so but, small yeah, that you're like, yeah. eh, is it really like that big of a deal? He's still like a top pitcher in baseball. I don't, I don't know. Like he's still a, he's still a real good pitcher, but is he a top pitcher? I don't know. I I don't know. Like part of my heart says Degrom's probably gonna win NL Cy Young, but like you said, he has a really hard time staying healthy. So Trevor Bauer is the safe pick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's it. But that yeah, I was gonna say I think we went through pretty much everything. We're at like honestly, this was a long episode. Yeah, I can't believe long. we talked for that long. This is like two and a half hours, two forty-five. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, we are gonna call it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening.